0: Amen. So we're going to jump right in. So, if your name was not on one of the checklists, please write your name on the che- Please write your name on the checklist. And uh, it really doesn't matter to me if you're in the seven o'clock class or the eight o'clock class. Just so long as you're in one of the classes. Each week uh, so i I'm not really gonna sweat the details too much on that amen but there's so there's a list going around from the seven o'clock uh and again I'm not uh uh too worried about it okay so the yes two do I have any more notes anywhere? Okay. Huh? What's this? Oh, you, there's some extra ones back. Okay, just. Oh no, we're good. Okay. So the name of our our class is Finding My Place. Okay. So very quickly, and of all six lessons, this is the hardest one for me to get done in an hour. So I'm already behind schedule. But let's go. Uh, So when I first originally taught uh, this series of classes, I taught an eight-week session, and it was broken down into two four-week sessions. The first four weeks are about your ministry. So the first four weeks, we're going to talk about each one of us helping us to find what our place of ministry is. And then the last two weeks, uh, and I believe there's some of you in this room that have probably been in the second part of this class, and uh, but that is what it is, okay? I don't think anyone was in my whole eight-week class on a Sunday morning. Uh, so the last two weeks, we'll be talking about uh, personal testimony, okay? So that's really one of the biggest parts of our ministry, and I know Brother... Jason was in that part of my class uh uh so that'll be a refresher or maybe he'll go home uh and not listen to me. Amen. So so for the next 4 weeks we're going to be talking about your ministry, okay? Uh you're going to uh Okay. i 'll have to work on the that worked good downstairs. All of the scriptures are in your notes uh, if you can't see them, so God has given Ephesians chapter four verse eleven God has given pastors, teachers for the perfecting of the saints, unto the work of ministry, unto the building up of the body of christ that's the uh, American Standard Version. And the New King James Version goes on and says, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. Amen. So what the passage of Scripture is really telling us, and uh so what the passage of scripture is really telling us is that what we call, affectionately call the fivefold ministry, uh is really Paul is telling us is are the administrators of the church. Okay? Uh, and the people, or the saints, are the ministers. Now, we have for years, and I will say not so much at Antioch, but in the church world, the term minister, I went to a birthday party uh, Saturday for a bishop, Bishop Staten, was his 70th birthday party. And when it was time to eat uh, the buffet, they said, if you are a minister, you can get in line first. And so I said, well, everyone in the room's a minister. You know, so who do you want to go first? You know, I just got to mess with people, you know. And they're, they're family to me, so I can get away with that. And everyone's a minister. We're the ministry. Okay. Now, what they meant was, and then they came back because, you know, of me. They said, if you, they, they explained themselves a little bit. Basically, they were saying if you're a pastor or an assistant pastor or, you know, uh, serve in some place of ministry in the church, then you get in line first. But uh, the church world, ministers are these special people. But that's not what the Bible teaches us. So what does the Bible say about ministry? Okay. The definition of ministry. So hopefully you can read that. Uh, I may have to make the font bigger next week. Uh, So the answer to 95% of your lines will be on the screen in red, underlined, so you don't have to freak out, okay? (laughs) There's a couple that I missed, though, uh, and don't worry about them. We'll get to those later. Okay, so the Greek word for ministry simply means to serve. That's what it means. When the Bible talks about ministry, it talks about to serve. That's our place. We We are servants. Servants of God. Servants of one another, servants of humanity, we're called to serve. Amen. So ministry is using whatever God has given me to serve Him and the needs of others. So understand that. Whatever God has given me, whatever God has placed in my life, whatever God has made me to be, The purpose of that is to serve him and to serve others. That's the simplest definition of what it means to be in ministry or to minister. Okay, so we... I'm going to trip myself before the night's over with. We minister in three directions, okay? I'm going to go a little fast so I can try to catch up so I can slow down because I don't want you guys to turn into pumpkins at 9.05 or start throwing stuff at me at 9.10. Amen. So we minister in three directions. So Acts, in the first part, portion of acts are in this first verse in acts chapter 13 uh i think it's bartimus and saul are being anointed as uh, what that verse is you can go back and look that up later but so first we are called to minister in three directions first minister to the lord or unto the lord secondly we are called to minister to believers okay We're called to minister to one another. We're called to minister in the church. Amen. Bearing of burdens. And thirdly, we are called to minister to non-believers. Matthew chapter 5, they're talking about uh, looking out or reaching out to those. Amen. And so we minister in three areas of need. I'm going to put these up there and then I'm going to talk about them. Okay, so first of all, we're called to minister to the physical needs of people. Jesus said, for when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. Lord, when did when when did we do that? When did we... Feed you. When we find you hungry, and we gave you something? When were you thirsty? Well, when you've done it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. So we we minister to people's physical needs, amen. Oftentimes, when we think of ministry, we only think of the last line. We only think of spiritual application. But I'm going to be honest with you. In my opinion, in my opinion, true spiritual ministry. More often than not, falls in the first two categories: physical, meeting someone's physical need, or people's emotional needs. If you can, if we can help people in their physical need and in their emotional needs, the spiritual part just comes natural, because where people are hurting, people yes, people are hurting spiritual. They have spiritual needs in their life, but they're hurting in some kinds of something physical or something emotional. We meet their physical and emotional needs. God will take care of the spiritual stuff. We'll be there because because once they know that once I know that I can trust you with my physical and I can trust you with my emotional stuff, the physical stuff, I, I won't even think about that. So we have to focus first and foremost, I think, on the physical and the emotional. Amen. But it's the thing we spend the least. We're always worried about the spiritual. I'm not saying spiritual is not important. But God will take care of that. If we will fulfill the physical and the emotional, people are hurting. People are broken. People need someone to love them. Okay? And so that's what, you know, people... There was someone again uh, just last Sunday or two Sundays ago. Uh, I baptized uh, Brother Ronnie uh, Johnson. Amen. But before I ever baptized Brother Ronnie Johnson, Brother Ronnie was in the hospital. Right? I mean, it's it's a miracle that he's here today. Okay. So before I could ever meet his spiritual need, I, he needed someone to visit him in the hospital. He needed someone to, to be there when he was going through that emotional trauma of, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Went to Philadelphia when he had uh, his heart surgery. I went up there to be with him and his wife. That's, that's ministry. I, was not, I did not do one spiritual thing. But the fact that I was there, the fact that someone cared, now, when he's back from that, called me as soon as he got back, man, I'm going to come Sunday, I want you to i want to get baptized amen. the spiritual will take care of itself people need us there for the physical and the emotional amen, amen. the purpose of ministry, so why, why is the purpose of ministry again, we already read that uh, Ephesians, but I just want to bring it down and uh, that's the I didn't put the version there. So basically, uh actually let me see if that's in the notes that version. Uh yes. 1 Corinthians there. Those that scriptures in your your notes as well. Uh that's probably why I didn't put the version cuz I don't even know what that version is. Uh, I didn't put that in the notes uh Amen. So God wants us to be, or God wants to use me to help the church grow. Okay. And again, just like we're talking about when I use a term or that phrase, help the church to grow, I'm talking secondarily, are we talking about numerical growth? Okay. We're talking about, we're really talking about, if you go back to that three lists of, of where we're going to minister. God's called me to help the church grow. And when I say the church, that's we're the church. Amen. So if we're growing, the church is growing. So if we're growing emotionally, if we're growing spiritually, the people in the church, then that's what God has called us to do. So that's the purpose of the ministry. Paul, Paul in his writing to Ephesians says, the fivefold ministry what well, we use the term fivefold ministry the purpose of that part of the administration really is the fivefold administration of the church its purpose is to help us the members grow amen i've never i have never had the experience i'm having right now i've been i've been i've been in some kind of teaching or preaching ministry since I was 20 some years old and I've never ever taught the same class or the same lesson back to back. So it's really freaking my brain out right now because I don't know if I'm remembering what I said in the last class or if I'm hearing God. I'm just, it's, it's really kind of bewildering. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. But I said in the last class uh, that uh now I forgot what I said in the last class. Uh I said in the last class that that right now I'm 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 operating in the place of a teacher. That's what I'm doing right now. Okay, so I'm operating the role of a teacher. Okay. But but I'm not always operating in the role of a teacher. Right now, I'm a teacher, okay? But when I'm done teaching, I'm going to be a minister. I'm going to be a part of the... I'm always a part of the body of Christ. I'm always a member of the body. So that's where I'm a minister. I'm not a minister because I'm standing here teaching tonight. I'm not a minister because I have a, a credentials in my wallet from the United Pentecostal Church. That doesn't make me a minister. Those are, those, I operate in roles as maybe a teacher or a preacher. Okay, but as a minister, I'm a member of the body of Christ. Amen. So we are called to help the church grow. So why should I be interested in, and I'll tell you now, there's a couple in this list that I missed, so don't freak out on me. Okay, so I've been created to minister, for ministry. For we are, uh, this is in your notes, but we, for we are God's workmanship. We, how I am created, or what I am created. Two, I'm created for ministry. That means everything that... This is why I can't teach an hour class in an hour. Amen. In the Garden of Eden, God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God said, Spoke the trees into existence. And He said, Let every herb bring forth, and blah, 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 blah. I don't mean that disrespectful. Uh, So He said all of those things. Then He gets to man... And he said to man, let us, cre- let us make man. But man was the only thing, the only creation, if you will, that God then created. So he spoke everything else into existence. Then he declared, I'm going to make man. And man is the only thing that he formed. He took from the, everything that he spoke into existence... And from what he spoke into existence, he reached into that. And from what he spoke into existence, he from that formed man. So God speaks things into your life. God's bring things into your life. God brings things into my life. God causes things or allows things or takes things that happened. And from those things, he makes me. He makes you. He doesn't just speak. He takes all of those things and from them He makes us. And He created us for ministry. All of that stuff. He saved us for ministry. Again, I don't have time to go into that word. But He didn't just save us to be in the church. I'm not saved till I get to heaven, but you know what I mean. Amen. He called me to ministry. He called you to ministry. He called us. God is, God is, God in his grace chose me even before I was born. In Galatians 1 and 15. He chose me. God knew me before I knew me. And he still chose me. Which that just amazes me beyond understanding. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Jim, when I chose Jim, Jim didn't even like Jim. Brother Milton's not up here. He'd get on me for talking about myself in third person. <clears throat> but I'm the only guy I know as good as I know me. I can't talk about you. Oh, I could, but you might get offended. <laughs> Amen. I'm not this, I want, to, I want you to get this. I'm not who I think I am. And I'm not who you think I am. But really, I am who God says I am. I'm not who I think I am. Most of us think, until God really works on us, most of us think we're not much. Amen. I like that song that says, I'm just... I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody. Amen. I'm not who I think I am. And I'm not who you think you are. Most of us, you know, most most people either think we're better than we are or we're not as good as we are, whatever. But that's not who we are. We are who God says that we are. And it's, And it's a life-changing truth for us to come to the understanding that our primary identity is I'm a child of God. That's who I am. Above everything else, I'm a child of God. I'm not perfect. I'm not complete. I'm still being made into His image. But above all of that, I'm a child of God. Created for a purpose. I'm gifted for ministry. Everyone in this room is gifted for ministry. We're not all gifted the same. But we're all gifted for ministry. I've been authorized for ministry. This passage of scripture, Jesus said, All authority in heaven is given unto me. In heaven and earth is given unto me. Therefore, that's uh, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. All authority, all power, is what the King James says, but it really means authority. All authority is given unto me, because that's the man Christ Jesus speaking. That's that human vessel that God robed Himself in. That human vessel said, "I have all authority." all authority is given to me and because i have authority i'm now authorizing you to minister because all authority all authority is dictated authority nobody just has authority it's given to some from somebody assumed authority is not true authority but we are authorized to minister because it was given to us as well as we are commanded to minister amen and we are equipped for ministry that's what this class one of the things of this class purpose For, uh, for this class, the purpose of this class is to help us be equipped for ministry. Amen. The body of Christ, and I think we really need to get this portion here. The body of Christ needs my ministry. Well, Brother Barr, that, that's a pretty presumptuous statement. Are you really that important? Yes, I am that important. And so are you. The body of Christ needs my... i got to come to a place where I believe that. The world tells us otherwise. The the guy in the mirror tells us otherwise. But we have to understand the body of Christ needs my ministry. If I'm not fulfilling my place in ministry, then, then the body is lacking. Something's missing. Because there's a role that only I can fill. There's people that God's going to bring into my life that you will never know. You will never meet. And the same goes for you as me. So, so my, the church or the body of Christ needs my ministry. And I'm going to be accountable for my ministry. We all know the passage of scripture that talks about uh those that have authority over us and says, pray for them that rule over you, right? Talks about that because they have to give an account for you. You know, you know the verse I'm butchering and I'm talking about? <clears throat> we, we we know that verse, but the Bible also tells us we're also accountable. We're accountable. For the things that we should be doing and maybe we're not doing. The guy with the talents, the guy, the master showed up, five talents, ten talents, you no, know, five talents, two talents, one talent. What did you do? Good job. What did you do? Good job. What did you do? Oh, you're accountable. Give your stuff to him and go straight to hell. Don't pass go, don't pay $200, go straight to hell. He was accountable. God gave him something or the master gave him something. And he was brought for whatever God's called me to do. I'm accountable to that. That's a sobering thought. Okay, but it's true. Romans 14 and 12. Each of us will give an account for himself unto God. One of the things that scares me to death Amen. Uh, Brother Spriggs is going to come by in case you were not in a first class. If you have an offering, amen. If you gave in the first class, you're welcome to give again. But uh, if you didn't give a chance to give, just raise your hand. Yeah, if you didn't give a chance to give, just raise your hand and he'll come by. Amen. Uh, Okay. So uh, I oftentimes think about I can... I can tell you about different people. Over here, Brother Spriggs. I can tell you about different people that that God has allowed me to be a part of ministry in their lives. Uh, Taught them Bible studies. uh, Been a part of transformations in their life. And those are exciting things. I love those things. I'm so thankful that that, that God allowed me to be a part of that. But there's a part that oftentimes when I'm praying, I, I have to say God is... Have I have you brought people across my path that I was too busy? Or I failed to see or I failed to 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 do the work of ministry when when I was the one that was supposed to minister. I I I I I sometimes ask the question, I need to God, if that's the case, remind me, show me, help me to understand because I don't want to get to heaven. And Him say that person's in hell because you didn't do your job. I don't want that to happen. Because I don't know how that's all going to play out. I don't know what that accountable really means. I'm just being honest with you. So I, I'm not going to just say, oh, God's whatever. I, I want to I be, it's a sobering thought for me to understand that I'm called to minister and I choose not to do it. I don't, I don't want that to happen. And I'll be honest, there's been times when I've been too busy. There's been times when I've been my own agenda. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you, you can pray for me. There's been times and God's had to convict me. God's had to grab me and say, hey, you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. PlayStation needs to go in the trash can. Brother Barr, you, no, I didn't have a PlayStation. It was Xbox One. It had to go. God finally convicted me to play. So you, 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 you really shouldn't be. You got other things to do. You are a grown man. You need to get that thing out the house. Oh, okay, God. I'm, I'm just being real real with you. Was what I was doing sinful? No, but I could have been doing something for the kingdom. I'm not. I'm just telling you how God talked to me. Don't 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 blame me for what God did to me. And we don't do ministry for this, but we will be rewarded for my ministry. There are rewards. My rewards, honestly, maybe there's rewards in heaven, but most I I enjoy what I'm doing right now. Okay, I enjoy teaching. I enjoy being used in when I'm preaching. I enjoy that. Okay, there's I. I, I like that part of, of what God's called me to do. But I'm going to tell you what, the most rewarding thing for me is teaching home Bible study. Knocking on someone's door and getting to know them and see God completely transform their life. And I can say, man, God, I had a part in that. I didn't do it, but I had a, I had a part in that. That's rewarding. To be able to see a marriage completely put back together. I didn't fix that marriage. But I sat for hours talking, praying, encouraging let God do this and then see God do it. God gets a reward, but I got to be a part of it that's reward that's this being under the anointing in the pulpit that's great for like 45 minutes and then all the negative that comes after it this other that other stuff's a, that, that's eternal reward and Pick and choose, I'll choose that every time. Because that's, but even beyond that, there's rewards. Amen. Your ministry should be the center of your life. Amen. And this, what I'm doing right now, is not the center of my life. This is not my ministry. I just happen to be doing this right now. You know, My ministry or what I'm called to, how I'm called to help the church should be the center of my life. Amen. Let me hurry. How to discover my ministry. Amen. Oh, Lord, help me. Romans 12, verses 1 to 8. Again, I won't read the whole thing because of the sake of time. It uh, kind of broke down into your notes there. Amen. And so uh, you can go back and kind of look at them. You're going to notice this week, not so much this week, but especially the next two weeks, there's going to be stuff in your notes that will not necessarily be used in the class. The purpose of these notes. And at the end of the class, I can give you the whole set of notes with all of the blanks filled in if I miss any. Uh but the, really the purpose of these notes are for you to go back to later and to go over them again. And the other classes, uh, you'll understand that a little bit more. Uh, to help you and me f- discover our place of ministry. Amen. So first step uh, in uh, using this, what Paul said in Romans chapter 12. Your notes have it in the NIV. I urge you to offer yourselves... A holy sacrifice. So we have to dedicate our body. When I use the term body, that's all of me. Okay. This is me. Everything that's in here is me. Okay. I can't take my mind and set it over there by itself. It's in the body. Okay. So my emotions, I can't, they're not separate. They're in the body. So when I say dedicate, I'm talking about Paul said, dedicate yourselves. Okay. The only only representation of you and I we see is this physical shape. So that's what I mean when I say the body. I don't mean the body. Just this, you know, I'm not talking about talking about who we are. So we have to dedicate ourselves if we're going to find our place of ministry. And secondly, we have to eliminate distractions. If we're going to discover our place of ministry, then we have to eliminate some distractions. I can't necessarily find my place of ministry if I'm, you know, binging on NCIS season one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Is that bad? I'm not, I don't know. But if I'm going to find my place of ministry, some distractions have got to go. Okay, I'm talking about how do I find my place of ministry? Okay, first I have to dedicate myself. And secondly, I got to remove some distractions. There's some things in our life that if we're going to dedicate ourselves, we've got to... I was listening to the radio today on my way home Kind of caught me off guard, to be honest with you. I don't mean this negative. Please don't get me. Don't judge me. Because I don't think I've ever heard this before. But uh, for everyone that, know, that has any kind of uh, experience or uh, relations with people uh, of Catholicism, today started Lent. And uh, uh, so, and I heard them talking about Lent on the Christian radio station. I don't think I've ever heard that before, and it kind of caught me off guard because that really is only a Catholic thing. But I said all that to say part of this thing that the, the Catholic Church does called Lent, a part of what they're doing for 40, it's really 46 days. Uh, they don't count Sundays, uh, is a elimination of distractions. It's a time when they're supposed to, you know, dedicate, focus, you know, look at some stuff, put some stuff aside to to be able to focus. Okay, so call it what you want. But if we're going to be in this place of, of ministry, then there's going to be some it's going to take some focus. It's going to take some removing of distractions. We have to evaluate our strengths. Okay? There's some, there's some things God's just not going to use me for in ministry. As much as I would like for Him to use me, you know, in a singing ministry, He's not going to do it. It just ain't going to happen. And there's no one in this room that loves to sing as much as me. But God made a verse just because he knows how much I love to sing. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It's joyful to him and me. Most of the time, not anybody else. Everyone else just hopes that I get close to the note we're supposed to sing. You almost got it, brother. Keep trying. We have to cooperate with other believers, Amen. Just as uh, the verse there, Romans uh, twelve four and five, just as each of us are of one body and many members, these members do all do not all have the same function. Okay, so if we're going to find our place of minister, we have to cooperate with other believers. Part of that is working with other people to help other people fulfill their place of ministry amen, especially the way antioch is uh is uh organized i'll use that word uh you know maybe maybe one of our daughter works uh that maybe maybe the uh latino ministry has got some kind of a function going on maybe they're gonna do some kind of a uh uh an outing and they need they need some other folks to help them set up or help them organize or do some things. And, uh, and that's ministry. For them to be able to do what they need to do or maybe down a deal, they're, 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 they've got something going on and they need someone to help with some stuff. Okay, Part of finding my place in ministry is cooperating with other people in ministry. Uh, that's part of ministry. It's not just... My place. Amen. Every member is a minister in the body of Christ. Every member. Talking about the body. Each one of us. Every member has a different function. Every ministry. Every member's ministry is important. And every member belongs to the others. We all belong to one another. Our the body. We work together. We we are all in this together. So we have to, to cooperate and find our place in that autonomy of or uh the body of Christ uh, Paul talks about there. Amen. And for us to all of those things bring us to the place where we can activate our gifts. Okay? We have to take the things that God places in our life and activate them or use them for the things of God. Now I'm going to talk about that a little bit here uh, in the next section. And the, the part I'm going to talk about here, we're, we're going to go over a little bit briefly because we'll talk about it a little bit more next week and then in another class uh, go into it a little bit more in depth. But again, we're talking about my place in ministry, okay? So for me to find my place in ministry, I have to understand my shape. Okay, so don't, I'm not talking about my shape physically. But as far as who I am, that I am created. I mentioned a few minutes ago, talked about God making uh, man, <clears throat> and I don't know, I don't know what that looked like. I don't know, I don't know, uh, I think it's Jeremiah that talks about uh, God said to him, he said, uh, there's something I need to talk to you about. There's something I need to, I, I, I want to discuss with you. And for me to discuss this with you, I need you to go down to the potter's house. Okay, so you're going to go down there, and when you go down there, I'm going to. There's something I want to. I want to show you. So he goes to the potter's house, and 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 he begins to talk to him about the potter working clay on the wheel, and he talks about how God forms and makes and and I and and I, and I think of that, and I look and I think of when God made Adam and Eve. I don't think God just kind of, you know, I don't think. I personally don't see God. I'm a visual person. I, I, I see stuff. I got this little DVD player in my head. Used to be a VHS, but I upgraded it. Got this little DVD player in my head that that when I, I, I see, I visually can. I, so I, I don't see God reaching down and just kind of. Oh, that's pretty good. I think I like that. I, 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 I don't see God just whipping it together. See God just kind of you know picking it up and smoothing it and using his thumbnail here just I see God taking time and and making Adam just like Adam was supposed to be when he stepped back, he said, "Boy, that's a pretty good looking dude right there. He's almost perfect now ah, he's missing something. Let me take a rib and make what he's missing i i i I see God just I, that's what I see in my, I don't know how it really happened, it's just how I see it. And when I think of that and I think of God working in my life, all of the stuff God's, that's going on in my life, it's, I, it helps me to be able to see God taking all of what I am, all of my life experiences, and it's him just pushing and pulling and adding and taking away to make me who I am. To fulfill the purpose that he's called me to be. Job in the Good News Version says, your hands formed me and shaped me. I think about that. I think that God's hands, he he shaped me. He's making me, he's creating me what I'm supposed to be. And in, in the writer in Psalms in the Living Bible says, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. It is amazing to think about. Your workmanship is marvelous. You were there while I was being formed. You saw me before I was born. Scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Do you hear that? You scheduled each day of my life. Before I began to breathe. Hold up. There's, there's some days on that schedule I don't really like. I'm not sure God put that on the schedule. I think someone messed up the schedule. But God, whether or not he made it happen, he knew it was going to happen. Because he knows the end from the beginning. He knows the end of a matter before a matter starts. So I have a choice to make. I have a choice. You have a choice. We are, we are the, the complexity of who we are is based upon all of the things that have gone on in our life. And we have a choice to make. We have a choice to allow those things, good, bad, or indifferently, to impact us Positively or to impact us negatively. We have a choice to make. We choose how they will impact us. We choose. I could look at my life, I could look in the, the family and the life that I was born into, and I could say, I'm a victim. That's the world we live in. Everybody's a victim. Or I can say, you know what? I choose those things. Yes, there were some negative things, but I choose to allow those negative things to allow me to minister to people that have been to similar things. I grew up without a father. I know what it's like not to have a dad. I know what it's like to cry myself to sleep. I know what it's like to feel abandoned. So I have a choice. I can allow that to make me walk around with this gloom and doom in my life, or I can choose... To reach out to people that are going through what I went through and help them. To show them, hey, there are other men that can help you to be a strong man. Because there were men that helped me to be a strong man. So I have a choice. I, and it's, it's, I can look at it negative. I can blame God or I can thank God. Because I am, I am the minister I am today because of those things. So I choose to allow them to be positive. I'm thankful that I went through those things. Because there's other people that need somebody to help them through those things. And I wouldn't understand His mercy if I hadn't gone through those things. I wouldn't understand His love if I hadn't needed His love. And so that's how He makes us. So that's what the shape that I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I was shaped for a purpose. I'm unique and I'm wonderfully complex. We're complex. God made us. We're not every one of us is different. And all of it, everything in our life is good. Everything in our life is let me let me say it the way the Bible says it, okay? Because it could be misunderstood what I just said. Is everything that's happened in my life, was it good? No, there's things in my life that happened that were bad. But everything that happened in my life is for the good. If I love God and I'm called to His purpose. If I choose to allow my life to be called to His purpose, He can take all of the stuff that was bad and use it for Good, But only if I'm called to his purpose, only if I allow my life to be led in ministry. That's the difference. That's what makes the bad good. Because he can take it for ministry and use it for ministry. God wants my ministry, wants your ministry to be a blessing to you. Not a burden. I'll go into that a little bit more, uh, because I'm almost out of time. I'll go into that later. Uh, so I'm going to put these up here. So how what makes us or what makes the shape, the shape that I'm talking about? So first of all, spiritual gifts. God gives us all spiritual gifts. Uh, Paul talks about, in Corinthians talks about the gifts of the spirit. Uh but those those are uh not just uh I mean he talks about uh yeah, the gifts of the Spirit, and then he talks about in Galatians, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, and I don't think think those two kind of work hand in hand. Those are both spiritual gifts. And so God puts spiritual gifts into us. Uh you know, even before I really understood God, before I even understood where God was taking me in my life, I could, as a young teenager, uh, I had the Holy Ghost, but as a young teenager, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I was a good listener. I don't know what it was, but people, my my peers, people of my own age, they, they, would, they would talk to me. They would, you know, come and, hey, I'm going through this, and I'm going to... I, I didn't know what to tell them. I just listened, you know, and I, I didn't understand that growing up. But God was, there was something in me that, that God was saying, this is, you know, he put that there. People saw that. And even today, people, you know, they talk and, and I listen and, and I pray because half the time I have no idea what to do with what they told me. Uh, but they just needed someone to talk to. You know, those are gifts that God places in our life. A heart, our heart. There are things that you like to do. There are things you enjoy. There are things that, that bring you happiness. Let me use a better term. I don't necessarily like the term happiness because it's not really biblical. There are things that bring you joy, there are things that bring you pleasure. You, 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 they, they, they make you smile. Okay, Uh, God put them in your heart. And those things are things that he will use in your ministry. Abilities. God's given us all abilities of one kind or another. Personality. Talking about the good personality, not the bad personality that... We need God to take out because it got put there some other way. And more importantly, I don't know about more importantly, but at least uh, easier to understand our, our life experiences. Uh, talked about that a little bit. So we have experiences that, that God brings into our life uh, that helps us to be used in our place of ministry. Amen. Spiritual experiences I've had. Painful experiences that I've had. We've all had painful experiences. And again, I talked about that a little bit. So I won't I won't go into it again, but uh if if the Bible, if the Bible is true, let me rephrase that. Either the Bible is true or the Bible isn't true. Okay, I'm I, I'm I'm pretty simple minded, and and I, I I believe I either have to believe the whole Bible, or I might as well not believe any of the Bible. The Bible is not there for me. It's either it is either the Word of God or it's not the Word of God. If it's not the Word of God, then I got stuff, I, I can go do other stuff. But I will say even, I mean, I'm, I don't want to do other stuff. That's not my point. But it's either the Word of God or it's not. I believe that it is, so I choose to believe it's all the Word of God. Okay, so if it's all the Word of God, He knows the end of a matter before the beginning of the matter. The steps of a good man are ordered of God. So it says, I saw you when you were in your mother's womb. I know my thoughts toward you, and they are for good. So if all of those things are true, and other things go on in my life that might seem negative, then I have to believe that there's a reason for those, and that God can take those And those are those experiences that are going to make me a better minister. And educational experiences. God allows these things to happen to us so that we can be better, understand our place of ministry. Amen. And what ministry experiences I've had. You know, if, if, uh, if you are, uh, if you are an administrator, I'll use that term. If you do something that you are an administrator, you have that ability to organize and that kind of stuff, and you're good at that, then there's a real good chance God's going to use that, use you in ministry with that. Area that you're good at. There's a reason why he he made you good at that. If you're not good at that. Then you really shouldn't say. Oh I'll do that. Because it's going to frustrate you. And the people that you're doing it for. I'll leave that alone. I'm going to go back to my notes. And I'm almost out of time. Well technically I am almost. I am out of time. I'm on my last slide. So don't worry about it. Amen. So real ministry is doing what God made me to do. That's real ministry. Okay. Is me being able to do what God made me to do. Okay. Now there's certain things and that's part of the last couple lessons we'll talk about in this series of lessons. There's certain things God's made us all to be able to do. We all are called to be witnesses. We all are called to to tell the good news, to proclaim the good news. We're all called, that but but not all of us are uh, are have the same abilities. Not all of us have got. Uh, where where he snuck out on me? All of us are not Tony Lewis. All of us don't have the giftings that to- Tony can go witness to a stop sign and the stop sign will come to church yes. I, I i don't know why he got that and i didn't but but i can't judge my giftings compare them to his giftings because then that's because God didn't call me to be Tony Lewis there's only one of those we can only we only handle one of those he's not here so I can pick on him amen so but God real ministry is me doing what God has made me to do and so often, and really, the purpose of this class is to help each one of us to examine our, to look at ourselves. Sometimes, you know, what you got to do, you got to look at the mirror, and you got to ask yourself some questions. Okay, what am I doing? What can I do? What am I good at? What am I not good at? What do I, what do I like? What do I don't like? Do I don't like? Do I not like it because it makes me, you know, some things we don't like doing. Because we haven't gotten to that place where we're not ashamed of the gospel yet. I'm just telling you, I'm going to be real honest. One thing I'm pretty, I'm, I'm fairly good at, and I don't, please, I'm not trying to, I'm not being boastful. I don't like talking to strangers. So, I don't really like just, I mean... I don't really enjoy it. I'm like Tony Lewis, he'll talk to anybody. I can talk to anybody. I don't like to just talk to anybody. Okay? So so say that they're doing church is doing door knocking. Okay. I'm I'm pretty I'm decent at door knocking. I don't like doing it. Okay, but I'm pretty once I get once I get to that first door and I talk to that first person. I'm good. I'm for the rest. of the, I'm good. Okay. I just got to get past that. Oh, I don't really want to do this. I know I'm going to get that first one's going to be that slam the door. I I hate you. Go away from me. You know. But it, it's not that. Oh, this ain't bad. Okay. I get a couple. I get a couple. You know, good man. Oh, yeah. You know. Now I'm pumped. Now I'm good. I I can. Some folks just can't. My wife, my wife goes with me. She stands there and looks pretty and I talk. (laughs) They won't yell as loud if I got her with me. So I take her. She is not going to go knock on that door and talk. She ain't going to do it. It ain't going to happen. She won't hardly talk to me. But but my, my point is, we, sometimes we don't do stuff because it's uncomfortable. It doesn't mean, you know, we can't or we're not good at it. We're just uncomfortable. Amen. I remember the first door. I mean, I remember this lady, her name was Pat Smith. Me and my wife taught her a Bible study. Amen. God did miraculous things in her life. It took me like 20 minutes to go knock on her door. We were doing surveys. We were going around door to door doing surveys. The whole purpose of the survey, it was surveys about God. The whole thing was to get to the last question. Hey, we're teaching home Bible studies. Would you would you like a Bible study? That was the whole purpose. And Jim was freaked out. I did not, I don't want to go talk to these people. I don't, I don't know, I don't want to do this. I went, I'm just being very honest with you. I went. I sat in my car. I was by myself and I was supposed to meet a guy later to go out with. I'm like, I'm going to wait till Peter. We'll, we'll come back later. I went home. <laughs> Brother, you didn't. I did. But I came back. So now I had some support. I had somebody with me. So, you know, you ought to have some backup. So, so I had some backup. and Okay, now I'm, now I'm going to go because I'm too embarrassed to let him know that I'm afraid to go. So that's why sometimes I take someone because, you know, because, you know, men got to be men. I can't be showing weakness in front of you, right? I'm tough. I can do this. Went and knocked on Patty's door. Went through the survey. Man, she just, yeah. I just prayed last night that God would send someone to my door. I'm sitting out in the car fretting and she prayed. But but it's it's just that initial, okay, getting out there and doing what God's called us to do. Amen. So, this is in your notes, but an example of Paul's shape. Who Paul was. You can look at all of the things that Paul went through to make Paul who Paul was. The Apostle Paul was the uh, completion of all the things of his life. The last... uh, Question in your notes, this one I know that's not in there, and it uh, says, God never wasted or hurt. That's the answer to the last one on your sheet there. Amen. God never wasted or hurt. Was there anyone here that did not hear the announcements from the first class? Okay, so let me go through them real quick. Grow table in the back, probably not going to go back there tonight. Spaghetti dinner, March 29th, or March 20th. You need to buy tickets for this. Spaghetti dinner, Friday night, March 20th. $8 a plate, two times, 5, 30, and 7 o'clock. Amen. If you just can't stand spaghetti, buy a plate of spaghetti anyway and let someone else eat it so you can help support the Bible quizzers. Amen. Uh, everyone say spring revival. Amen. Brother Victor Jackson. Man, that's going to be awesome. Brother Victor Jackson will be with us on March 22nd to the 24th. Amen. And uh, so, starting next week. You had sign-up sheets tonight. Hopefully, just be here. You got the sheets for me. Okay. Yeah, if you haven't signed in, just put your name on there. Next week. If you're 15 minutes late for the class or you leave 15 minutes early, you won't get credit for the class. Amen. This week was grace because of the confusion. This is where you're supposed to be. Regardless of the check-in sheet, this is where from now on for the next six weeks, you're here at eight o'clock. Okay. And for the next six weeks, wherever you were at seven, that's where you are at seven. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus name.